Hello. My name is Danny. Hello. <laughs> and I'm Bailey. And I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you want to hear a book about Jesus? Yes. <laughs> Let's finish our script. Go ahead. Are they there yet? Is what I was going to go with. <laughs> If you didn't catch it, the original intro was a Book of Mormon reference. We're in Utah. Welcome to we Utah. We are. I can only assume it's somewhere in your facts that they probably, I can only assume, are the highest population of Mormons. Yes. That just feels right. <laughs> I think Cause, they cause, like, are I think mentioned... they're like, the, like, the church is there. Yes. So they Because, like, like the promised land there. is Salt Lake City. Yeah. So that would make sense, right? Yeah, uh, I mentioned them. I think I mentioned them in my facts, and if not, they come up in my story. So Woo! we'll get to them. <laughs> um, okay, how are we doing? Do we have things to talk about? Before we just dive right in. I'm eating cheese. It's. I hope you can't hear my crunch. My microphone is far enough away. I feel like. I wasn't really picking up on it. I have a salad sitting beside me, but I don't know if I'll reach for it while we're recording. I haven't decided yet. They're not real Cheez-Its. They're Kroger brand Cheez-Its, which makes them not right for some reason. Like, they're fine, uh, but they're not quite correct. <laughs> I find I like off-brand Cheez-Its more than original Cheez-Its. Really? Cheese nips. They don't make them anymore. I think they're discontinued because I can't find them, but so good. Yeah. I... My favorite cheesy snack as a small child was the grips. Or grits? Grips? They were grips. those itty, yeah, the itty bitty little cheese. And you would just pour the whole pack in your mouth at once and be like, another mother. We never had the <laughs> cheese at ones. We had the Chips Ahoy, the tiny little chocolate chip ones. Those were also very good. <laughs> they still make the chocolate chip ones. I feel like I've had one in the past like two years. I. <laughs> Listen, I'm an adult with adult money, and I'm about to go buy a bunch of kid snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even use the excuse, like, they're for my kid. Because my kid can't eat those yet. <laughs> so Here's what's going to happen once we get off this recording, is Lacey's going to come home. And then me and her and Jamie are going to go to Sam's Club. And we're going to spend yeah. too much <laughs> money on dumb shit. Absolutely, as you should. You have a Sam's Club so, membership? We use my mom's. Valid. Well, you can add a registered user. So. You can add a registered user. So Jamie has the registered user for Sam's Club. Mm -hmm. I have the other one for Costco. Ah, but there's not a Costco. Costco. There's not a Costco where we live. We, if I if I want to go, I have to go to like Little Rock. But yeah, Mom and Jamie can use Sam's Club. Me and Mom can use Costco. But also, if you do self checkout and you have the app, you don't have to have a card. So I True. can also go by myself so sam's uh -huh. club don't come get me <laughs> sam's club wee woo wee woo yeah my name Bailey. is totally danielle well don't worry about it because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that's the name on mom's sam's club account is danielle that's her name weird that's my that's name. her middle name yeah but anyways when we get off this recording 
Ray's gonna be here. Ray. <laughs> Ray. We may or may not have something coming. With Ray. <laughs> I say it'll be only on the Patreon, but the only registered user for our Patreon is, is Ray. Ray. <laughs> so we'll probably put it on the actual channel at some point. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a good one, I'm sure. I'm because excited for it. I don't know, know what I'm that. getting into. Yeah, no. So. Um, we're n- not much detail, but Bailey and I are not researching at all for this episode. So nope, all somebody be, else. Gonna exciting. It's gonna be a, a trip, trip to somewhere, and you'll know that when it comes out. Anyway, <laughs> we're in Utah. <laughs> we are in Utah. Speaking of facts and research, I'll get into the facts that I researched about Utah. Utah. <laughs> um, this one is important to me. Because I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Salt Lake City is the host of the Sundance Film Festival, which oh, is one of the most important like independent film festivals in the world. From comedies to horror films to modern classics, um, and every genre has premiered at Sundance. And so these are like big films that like often like win a- like awards later on. Like um, there was one, wasn't like two Red years Box? ago. A Sundance film, or am I crazy? Or maybe this what was the Bird one. I had Bird Box, or maybe it was Lady Bird. I can't remember. It was one of the Bird movies. Maybe <laughs> Lady Bird. I don't know about Bird Box. I'm thinking of there was one. It was a Korean film, um, and I can't remember the name of it. I think I know what you're talking about, and I don't know the name of it. <laughs> it was a Korean film, and they they like live in the basement of a house that they try to sell, or something like that, for years. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of creepy. That was a Sundance film, film I believe. Ooh. But it's important to me because I took a class on Sundance. I was supposed to go to the festival, but it was COVID, COVID. so we didn't get to go. <laughs> yeah. But the first festival was held in 1978 and has since been the staple in the filmmaking world. And um, the film festival is held in Salt Lake City, Park City, and the Sundance Resort. How do you get in to just like see it? Like, I think can you can buy go? tickets. Can we just you can go? buy tickets? We should go. <laughs> I mean, it's in February in Utah, so there's snow. So Ooh, we'll see. <laughs> we can't drive in the snow. Or maybe it's, it's late driving. January, we'll early flying. February. <laughs> we'll be flying and Ubering. Oh, here we are. Um, it is the hub of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There it is. Yeah. So in the 1800s, those who practiced the Mormon religion, no longer called Mormonism because they don't like it, um... Were largely persecuted since they weren't welcome in most states they settled outside of the official union at the time utah wasn't a state which made it a perfect place to live over time the mormon church and the government agreed that utah should become a state okay because I, I had seen i saw something about because of the way that like my cryptid kind of goes mm-hmm. utah's like the 40 something state i knew it was like really it's the 45th yeah, it was really late in there, and they were like, yeah, and then they just decided that it should be a state. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. They yeah. were like, yeah, might as well be a state now, I guess. Might as well. But no, I think nowadays they, they do not prefer the term Mormon. They want to be called Latter-day Saints. So I'll be respectful. They're I... not Mormons. They're Latter-day Saints. Cool. I'll be respectful of the original church. I will not be yeah. respectful of anything. Um I well, what is the word? I would say I I will say right here and now anything that is fundamentalist. Fundamentalist. There it is. That's fundamentalist, the word. Fundamentalist. 
like Latter-day Saints, fundamentalist Christian, fundamentalist anything. I don't support you. <laughs> no, because they're all bad. Sorry. And, and, yeah. Not you suck. Sorry. <laughs> what is the... There was a documentary came, that came out earlier this year that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, keep sweet, pray, and obey. Yeah. That was about the fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, well, Jeff the, Warren's, Warren's Jeff, something. Mm-hmm. There's a different acronym because it's it's not. Is it FLDS? I think it is. FLDS. Yeah. Fundamental, yeah. Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints. But yeah, because I have my sister's best friend is. She calls herself Mormon, so I'm going to call her Mormon because it seems like she's not personally offended by the term. (laughs) (laughs) She is Mormon, but not fundamentalist, and she's really cool. I also knew a different person who followed the religion. Yeah. Well, with a guy, and I was actually friends with one of the oldest sister of the family because there was like seven kids. So we had art history with one of them. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's doing good. I think she lives in Utah now. I think at one point I was claiming that I wanted to go live in Salt Lake City just because I thought it was like a really pretty city. And everyone was yeah. like, oh, I didn't know you were Mormon. And you're like, no. <laughs> I'm not. Not in the no, slightest. It's just, it's just pretty. I want to go. <laughs> um, Utah's nickname is the Beehive State. However, that's not because there's a lot of beekeepers there or honey. It's because working together to build a community much like bees in the Beehive is one of the state's values. I hate that. More bees. There need to be more bees in the story, but I'm not here for it. Um, according to a study conducted by the, Ana- the National Assessment of Adult Literacy, Utah has the highest literacy in the country. Self-reports show that 91% of the state's adults know how to read above a fourth grade level. The national um, average for that is 85%. Huh. Interesting. Um... Utah is known for its national parks. The state has five, and they have been collectively called the Mighty Five. So it's the Arches, the Canyon Lands, Capitol Reef, Bryce Canyon, and Zion are all attractions that draw millions of tourists to the state every year. There are also 40 Utah state parks. I would love That's to go to Zion and the, Nash- and the Arches. I've definitely heard lots of people that I know have gone to Zion. <laughs> very pretty yeah i would i just want to go to national parks <laughs> that's where i, I want to i've been to any national park two officially i think i've been to two i have i'm pretty sure officially been to one and it's because we live right here <laughs> i know yeah we're all a by. national park that's barely a park yeah it's not much <laughs> but mm-hmm. the hot springs are cool yeah hot springs national park the hot springs mm-hmm. are cool <laughs> The I mean, none of cool, the that's not the park. <laughs> yeah, none of the original original bathhouses I think are really still in operation. I think there's one. Like you can go to a spa, but they're not quite the hot springs that they used to be. Yeah, they use the water, but it's not like yeah, the spring. Someone's car alarm is going off. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Okay, it went I off. heard a very vague like. Um. Utah is one of the few states that can boast they have held the Olympics. So the 2002 mm-hmm. Winter Olympics were held in um, or right outside of Park City, Utah. Huh. Where do they usually hold those? 
I what? watch the Olympics. The Olympics. Uh, it, <laughs> I know it's in different go- like countries mm-hmm. every time. The, I so think LA has done it a couple times. Um, I was like, how often does the U.S. even do it? <laughs> not often. I think the United States is doing one soon. Ooh, we should go. <laughs> like twenty-eight, maybe. Let me Google that real fast. Um, the twenty twenty eight Summer Olympics will be held in Los Angeles. That sounds really hot. <laughs> like the most upcoming one, though, um, will be the twenty twenty four Summer Olympics, which will be held in Paris. Ooh, fancy! So we should go. <laughs> I'm not going to Paris. Maybe to LA for the Summer Olympics. Maybe we can plan on it. 2028? That's not bad. We'll be rich and famous by then. Utah has some of the strictest alcohol laws in the United States. That also makes sense. Um, So, for example, alcohol cannot be served before 10 a.m. or after 1 a.m. The state is also legally bound to enforce um, a partition in most drinking locations, so patrons cannot see the alcohol being poured. Which sounds scary, because I want to see what you're pouring in my drink. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but I guess they they probably have pretty strict laws on, like, who's allowed to be a bartender. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, honestly, I mean, they probably have, like, considering, like, the time limits on drinking, they probably have really, like, less drunk drivers. They probably have, like, less accidents involving, like, (laughs) drunk people. No, I mean, of course, you could still buy alcohol and drink past that hour, but yeah, it's you not you getting in the car from a bar and heading home yeah. at 3 a.m., you know. Actually, I don't... I'm not sure how many actual, like, liquor stores there are in Utah. Because this makes it seem like it's being served, like, someone else has to pour it for you. Yeah. That's true. Because, I mean... In, That's in why... lots of what from what I know about the Church of Latter Day Saints, most sects will like prohibit the consumption of alcohol. Consumption of alcohol, no hot drinks. Caffeine hot drinks. isn't. Caffeine goes back and forth. It kind of depends on the type of caffeine, from what I understand. Well, I like, say it's not no caffeine, coffee, but there's yeah. certain like yeah. Well, that's the whole boom in the popularity of Utah soda shops on, like, TikTok. You know the... I don't know if you... You're not heavy on TikTok. There was a trend going around for a while where people were taking Diet Coke, squeeze of lime, and then coconut coffee creamer. And that was, like, the Utah soda drink. Um, that sounds awful. <laughs> I, I don't like it with Diet Coke. However, creamer in a soda is not that bad. Makes it like a Coke float. Just without ice cream. But the ice cream is the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Bingham Canyon is the deepest pit in the world. That is unofficial, but that's what it is believed to be. Um, How do you know? (laughs) You measure it? it? It is, however, the largest open mine in the world. Interesting. 
Utah has both the highest married population. Um, so this is 8.4 marriages per thousand residents. The national average is 5.1 per thousand. Um, so highest married population, but also the youngest, one of the youngest populations. Uh, the national average of people in the U.S. is 38.1, but the average age of Utah residents is 31.1. You know, that might have to do with, I'm just speculating, because I know that, like, a lot of people who follow the church, like, have to take their mission to Utah or have to, like, take a trip to Utah at some point mm-hmm. and stay there for a certain period of time to work for the church, I believe, at least yeah. in certain sects. So that might have to do with it, like, depending on the age that they are supposed to go. Because I'm pretty sure it's pretty young when they're supposed to go. Yeah. So but also, I don't know if it's necessarily... I think they're supposed to spend some time in Utah, but also, they have to spend, like, two years on mission, just wherever they're assigned. That's true. Yeah. I've heard that. Like, I don't know if it was Jamie or Lacey, but someone was telling me they knew somebody who was assigned to Bentonville, Arkansas. <laughs> why and i think this person has to go like to uh, i'm not super familiar with the religion i'm rem- trying to remember what i was told so i'm not like 100 percent sure don't come at me um i think basically this person has to go like no contact for two years in bentonville arkansas bentonville interesting choice <laughs> it's a beautiful place like i would i would love to spend two years there but not no contact with like yeah people like family you i don't think you can contact yeah those family those like circle yeah yeah could be wrong though i don't know i don't know if you are a part of the church and want to come on the podcast and talk about it i will i die i would love I to hear fun. someone else's experience yeah well and i i do i hear a lot from my sister's friend who's been in the church for quite a I mean, since she was little and she's now like 35 or something. So, I mean, she's, she's a grown woman (laughs) and I have heard some of her experiences because she likes, I mean, my whole family and just everyone that I associate with (laughs) likes to talk about like your personal beliefs, you know? Yeah. And you don't like make it a weird thing. You just talk about it and you're like, yeah, that's really cool that you believe that. Okay, moving on. You know, mm-hmm. you don't make it like a weird, scary thing to talk about your beliefs like some people. <laughs> I'm looking at you, fundamentalists. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that'd be fun. Somebody somebody, come talk to us <laughs> about your religion. I don't care what religion it is. Come talk to us about it. It's fun. I love hearing about other religions. I think there's... Or just so religions. Different. I say other because I was raised in a certain one. And so that's what I'm familiar with, but... Southern Baptist. Well, I, I was also spent some time in the Methodist Church, and then we switched yeah. over to Baptist. And there's a difference between those two as well. Oh yeah, the difference between denominations is kind of crazy that they're even in the same like religion sometimes. <laughs> mhm. So I think I had that ex- like personal experience or switching between denominations. But again, I was young when we did that too, so my memory of the Methodist Church is limited. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm I'm just now reading the title of the 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 setting we got here, and it's Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so whatever I type the first, that's what gets it gets named. Utah. <laughs> I saw it was misspelled, but I decided not to go back to fix that. 
It took me a minute to even like process that that wasn't the way you spell Utah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was the last of my facts, though. Woo, facts. That was a fun, fun little trip. I love that for us. I have a story for you. It's not really a cryptid. Hi, welcome to the Cryptid Podcast, where it's really actually harder than you think to find a cryptid assigned to each state, more than one cryptid to each state. We've had some difficulty in the past couple of weeks finding yeah. like good cryptids. And like for the some... good, good cryptid in this state, we're never going to cover, not going to touch that. So. Yeah. Well, and I also, because I. There's actually two that I don't want to touch. Yes. Well, and I also, like, I saw some videos of people talking about different cryptids. Because I was trying, my research involves looking at TikTok and saying, Utah cryptids. And <laughs> watching videos to see, like, what the options are. And there was one who did a specific lake monster. Guess what? There's several. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was one who did a specific lake monster and was like, this is the most popular cryptid in Utah. And so one of the, uh, quite a few of the comments were like, no, it's the flesh pedestrians. It's all about the flesh pedestrian ranch. And I was so tempted to comment. They said the most popular cryptid. That's not a cryptid. It is True. a sacred native legend. Like, stop saying yeah. it. <laughs> I was, I did not. I restrained myself. I did see it but... shortened to SW Ranch a couple times, which I don't mind saying. Yeah, SW Ranch is fine. That's but I don't want to talk about SW Ranch. It's scary. No. It's scary. And the legend of the creature itself is as i've mentioned before it is actually humans and it's very sacred to indigenous belief and mm -hmm. it's rude to talk about <laughs> if you don't know anything about it yeah so we won't uh but yeah since if we someone of that talk, belief would love please please i want to learn i, I would, would love, love to, to learn <laughs> i me sitting here and shutting up and just listening sounds like a great idea <laughs> mm-hmm to someone far more educated than I. Uh, but yeah, since we could not touch those, and there also have been a surprising amount of like sightings, quote unquote, in caves of windy blows, probably the other one Bailey mentioned that we're yep. not going to touch on. Again, important native legend, not a cryptid. Uh, so we, we're not gonna talk about either of those. So what's left? Not much. <laughs> not much. Um, Bailey let me know that she is doing at least one of the lake like cryptids. So mm -hmm. I was going to do a big old bear. And then it turns out that that big old bear is just a big old bear. <laughs> old Ephraim. Old Ephraim was just a large bear who was, in fact, a bear who lived in Utah. So, like, that's just kind of a, a, a little ditty. At least this one has a story behind it. All right. So I'm going to talk about some whales. <laughs> okay. They're just whales, unfortunately. But they're somewhere they're not supposed to be, which makes it interesting. So in 1890, the Utah Inquirer published an article titled Whales in Salt Lake. According to the article, there were two juvenile Australian whales, one female and one male, that were, quote, planted there uh, in 1873 by James, James Wickham. He was an Englishman, and he imported them and commissioned special rare, rail cars filled with seawater to transport the whales from San Francisco to the lake. Mm -hmm. So there's there's whales in the Salt Lake. <laughs> Apparently. A whale of a tail retells this story using period correct photo photographic techniques to blur the lines between 
fiction and truth. So a lot of people saw this. So like, it's it's known pretty well to be a hoax. Like the the people who published it the first time and everything, they mm-hmm. used pictures that seemed really real, but they were actually just good, like super good at rudimentary Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, they were really good at like splicing images and making it seem decently. Now with my with my twenty twenty three eyes, I saw the picture and I was like, that's obviously a picture of a whale that they took and put in a picture of a rail car. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's very clearly. But also you'd have to think like the first people who ever saw the train, uh, I forget what the actual thing was called. The first, like one of the first uh, films that was in theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they like ran out of their seats Got up and, and screamed, screamed yeah. <laughs> because I thought they were going to get hit by a train. Mm-hmm. So when you haven't seen this kind of thing before, I could totally understand you being like, it's real because it's here. Look at it. <laughs> It's a photo. We can't tamper with those. We it's literally a picture. And we when you take a picture, it's just a picture, so it's a picture. Yep. So yeah. That's what they thought. So let's talk about Mr. Wickham a little bit more. Wickham. He was born in England. Okay. He believed that the Great Salt Lake was the perfect habitat for breeding and raising whales to meet the oil and bone market demands of the late eighteen hundreds. So he was gonna raise whales here for like harvesting, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, so catfish he, farms are a thing. Yeah, but whales? <laughs> whales is a lot. Whales are, I feel like there's, like, maybe there shouldn't be, but there is a distinct, like, line between fish and then the mammal fish. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, you can eat carp all day long, but when you start eating dolphin, it's like, ooh, you probably yeah. shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it, it's kind of iffy. Um, but yeah, so he imported these two juvenile whales from San Francisco to Australia and then uh, uh, transported them to the, or fr- wait, from, to San Francisco from Australia, like, mm-hmm. like that, and then to the Great Salt Lake via Transcontinental Railroad. Ooh. So he planted these whales in a small bay with fencing he installed to keep the animals corralled so like in just a certain part of the lake yeah uh after a few minutes of inactivity the whales actually are whales and they broke free <laughs> well i would yeah and then they went woo, 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 and swam into deeper waters uh within minutes they were out of sight of mr wickham and he just looked for them and was like guess they're gone <laughs> six <laughs> months later An associate of Mr. Wickham spotted the whales not 50 miles from their intended home in the Great Salt Lake, allegedly. Allegedly. They were were still looking for them, but they were like, pretty much these whales are gone, and I hope they they breed and make more whales. (laughs) Uh, Later on, when they became adult whales, they were reported to be 60 feet in length, with more than 100 whale children swimming behind them. No. Allegedly. (laughs) Which sounds incorrect. Uh, another another newspaper reprinted the story on its front page, and when the paper received so many letters questioning the article, being like, "Huh," <laughs> uh, <laughs> the editor had to assure the readers that the story was actually republished to quote show the ridiculousness of which some Eastern papers refer to Utah matters. And the paper went on to clarify that quote, "It would be impossible for any whale to live in Great Salt like, in the Great Salt Lake." I would think so. I would think so. So I looked it up. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it, is it? What is this Salt Lake about? 
I know it's called the Salt Lake, so it's salty, right? It is uh, salty. It's yeah, actually so. eight times saltier than the ocean. Yeah. Not a great place for whales. <laughs> Probably not quite as bad as the Dead Sea, but... Yeah, so they actually, from what I've seen, they call it America's Dead Sea. So yeah, I think I think the Dead Sea is ten times. But I might be making that up. Saltier than the ocean. Um, but yeah, this is eight times saltier than the ocean. So not quite as bad, but still way too salty for most animals. So if it's a real whale, if they're like real-ass whales, they're not in the Great Salt Lake. A different, like, species of whale that's like a cryptid species, maybe... Maybe. Could possibly. Possibly maybe exist in the lake. Um, it also only reaches a depth of 30 feet. <laughs> mm, Which yeah, if the no, whale itself enough. is 60 feet in length, how? <laughs> how mm-hmm. would it fit in there? Uh, yeah. So not a great habitat for most ocean or sea creatures to live in. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I actually looked up what can live in the lake. Because I wanted to like, you know, educate myself. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like a very welcoming home to begin with. And nope. just as I thought, <laughs> the main inhabitants of the lake are bacteria, phytoplankton, algae, archaea, brine shrimp, and brine flies. Hmm. Apparently, a lot of people, when they go, because you can swim in the Great Lake, uh, yeah. there's one specific beach that they like recommend you go to because that beach has the least brine flies. Oh. Which, wow, fun. Uh, <laughs> the least. Yeah. Um, I also have seen, like, a few minor, like, fish species kind of living up in there. But that's not confirmed from, like, like the actual, like, Great Salt Lake website told me these things. So yeah. I'm going to stick with those. And then also, lots and lots of birds use the lake as kind of a, a chilling spot and, like, a a brine shrimp eating spot. <laughs> mm, makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it's a really important ecosystem, but not so much like living in the depths, you know? <laughs> makes sense. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my cryptid. It's some real whales that aren't living in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's some real actual whales that have never touched the Salt Lake. <laughs> um... We're going to keep on our lake theme because I also get to do a lake monster. Um, quick facts, I mean, we're going to be talking about Bear Lake. Um, Bear Lake is a natural freshwater lake on the Idaho-Utah border in the western United States. It's about 109 square miles in size and it is actually split about equally between the two states. Yeah, this is the one I thought you were doing because it's yeah, it's the one I was talking about earlier that I was vague about because I didn't want to actually mention it just in case. And you I was were like, doing it's the most it. popular one. Yeah, it is the most popular lake monster. Uh, and then I said, Utah. if it's popular, there better be information. So here we go. Woo! <laughs> so I'm gonna start like all good stories do in the beginning, as mm-hmm. in what is believed to be the first published account of this cryptid dating back to an article in 1868 by joseph c rich for the deseret news newspaper now before i begin this story remember we are in the late 1800s and once again certain words are going to be used that i don't agree with and are no, are no longer considered correct so just take that into consideration as i begin to read the article hey it goes 
All lakes, caves, and dens have their legendary histories. Tradition loves to throw her magic wand over beautiful dells and lakes and people them with fairies, giants, and monsters of various kinds. Bear Lake also has its monster take to tell, and what I have told it, um, I will leave you to judge whether or not its merits are merely traditionary. The Indians say there's a monster animal that lives in the lake that has captured and carried away Indians while the lake, while in the lake swimming, but they say it has not been seen by them for many years, not since the buffalo inhabited the valley. They represent it as a being of serpent kind, but having legs but 18 inches long on which, flip the page, they sometimes crawl out of the water a short distance on the shore. They also say it spurts water upwards um, out of its mouth. Since the settlement of this valley, several persons have reported seeing a huge animal of some kind they could not describe, but such persons have generally been alone when they saw it, um, and but little credence have been attached to the matter, and until this summer, the monster question had about died out. About three weeks ago, Mr. S.M. Johnson, who lives on the east side of the lake at a place called South Eden, was going to the Round Valley Settlement, six miles to the south of this place, and when about halfway, he saw something in the lake, at the, which time he thought to be a drowned person. This language, y'all. <laughs> this language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The road being some distance from the water's edge, he rode to the beach, and the waves were running pretty high. He thought it would soon wash to shore. In, few, in a few minutes, two or three feet of some kind of animal that he had never seen before were raised out of the water. He did not see the body, only the head and what he supposed to be part of the neck. It had ears or bunches on the side of its head, nearly as large as a pint cup. The waves at times would dash over its head when it would throw water from its mouth or nose. It did not drift landward, but appeared stationary with the exception of turning its head. Mr. Johnson thought a portion of the body must lie below must lie on the bottom of the lake or it would have drifted with the action of the water this is mr johnson's version as he told me the next day an animal of a monster kind was seen near the same place by a man and three women it was it was swimming when they first saw it they represented it as being very large and say it swam much faster than a horse could run on land these recent discoveries again revived the monster question those who had seen it before brought in their claims anew and many people began to think the story was not altogether moonshine on sunday night on sunday last god on sunday last is nc davis and alan davis of st charles and thomas slight and and jane collings of paris with six women were re- returning from Fishhaven, about midway from the latter named place to St. Charles, their attention was suddenly attracted to a peculiar motion or wave in the water about three miles distant. The lake was rough. The lake was not only... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all, reading is hard. It really is. <laughs> the lake was not rough, only a little disturbed by light wind. Mr. Slight says he distinctly saw the sides of a very large animal that he would suppose not to be less than 90 feet in length. Mr. Davis don't think he saw any part of the body, but is positive it must have been not less than 40 feet in length, judging by the wave it rolled upon both sides as it swam and the wake it left in the rear. 
It was going south, and all agreed it swam with a speed almost incredible to their senses. Mr. Davis said he never saw a locomotive travel faster and thinks it made a mile a minute easy, which is only 60 miles per hour. I would say I go a mile a minute more than on the interstate because it's 75. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In a few minutes after the discovery of the first, a second one followed in its wake, but it seemed to be much smaller, appearing to Mr. Slight about the size of a horse. A large one in all, and six small ones had headed southward out of sight. One of the large ones, before disappearing, made a sudden turn to the west, a short distance, then back its former track. At this turn, Mr. Slight says he could distinctly see it was of brownish color. They could judge somewhat of their speed by observing known distances on the lake, on the side of the lake, and all agreed the velocity with which they propelled themselves through the water was astonishing. They represent the waves that rolled up. They represent the roll. Mm, they represent the waves that rolled up in front on each side of them as being three feet high from where they stood. This is substantially their statement, as they told me, Messrs. Davids and Slight are prominent men well known in this ca- country, and all of them are reliable persons whose veracity is undoubted. I have no doubt they would be willing to make affidavits to their statement. There you have a monster voice monster stories so far as completed but i hope they will be concluded by the capture of one sometime if so large an animal exists in this altitude and in so small a lake what could it be it must not be something new under the sun the scriptural text to the contrary notwithstanding is it fish flesh or serpent amphibious and fabulous or a great big fish or what is it give it up but have hopes of someday seeing it if it really exists, and I have no reason to doubt the above statements. Here is an excellent opportunity for some company to burst Barnum on a dicker for the monster, if they can only catch one. Already some settlers talk of forming a joint stock arrangement um, and what they can do to the business. Long. It's Basically, when you read things like that that I remember that I'm a really bad listener. And we should probably just share our notes with each other because it literally, it's one of those things where you're reading for like a minute and then I look down again and I'm like, what the fuck were you just talking about? Huh? Yeah. Uh, Where am I? (laughs) Well, this language is also like, this language is rough. Yeah. Basically, he's talking about three different sightings. Yes. Um, One by a mr sm johnson who saw it well i think he couldn't have been driving but he was like going down the road somehow i don't really know some means of road travel (laughs) some means of road travel he was like near it and then um saw what he thought to be a drowned person he gets close it's not a drowned person so he talks about it the next day a man and three women see it um and then they just say it's big and then the last one is the longest one it was two mr davises and then a mr slight and then a jay collings who's only mentioned at the very beginning um and then six women but we don't talk about the women we only talk about mr davises i don't remember any of those women um they talk about just seeing seven of them maybe yeah, um, some babies. <laughs> yeah, and kind of just say it's big and fast. It's big, 
it goes a mile a minute. <laughs> it's but. a monster. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> so that is the like main published accounts. Like those three is what Joseph mm-hmm. Rich is what is what he publishes. He publishes in the Deseret News. Now from there it wasn't long after the first article that stories and quote-unquote sightings of this beast began to run rampant many of the staff of the desert would recall talking to locals who had seen the monsters swimming in the lake for themselves and for the most part everyone was on board there was definitely a monster in bear lake or monsters yeah. it goes back and forth on whether or not it's one or if it's Could two be several. <laughs> um People believe it's many because supposedly even the natives of whom Joseph had claimed to hear parts of the story from had a legend that corroborated the tale. This is corroborated supposedly with a story um, passed down through generations of two lovers. Um, I believe that the love was a forbidden love. Um, I believe... I believe it was a forbidden love because the legend goes that they were pursued by fellow tribesmen and in order to escape, plunged into the waters. It was in the waters that a great spirit then changed the lovers into two large serpents. I feel like I've heard that before. (laughs) I say supposedly because I'm unable to find any evidence of which group the story comes from um, as it is only mentioned in regards specifically to the bear like monster as told by joseph rich yeah so like it only comes up in reference to this i would say and usually when you go to a source and all they can say is the native said so and they don't name a specific group tribe people exactly they're probably lying (laughs) so um other than being one or possibly two creatures in the lake um the perhaps most interesting part to me anyway of the bear lake monsters history are its ties to the lds aka the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints hey (laughs) Uh, so as word of the serpent began to spread brigham young who's the second president of the church was passed like he heard of the story and he took interest um the Deseret News would publish an article titled President Young's Trip North that described church leaders speaking with locals who firmly believed the tale. The church leaders reportedly believed the locals saw something remarkable and that the accounts were certainly of a fish. They did not readily accept that it was an actually like a monster, but they did suggest sending a large rope to the locals to see if the monster could be captured. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it is believed that Brigham Young sent a very large rope to Paris, Utah, um, and helped they could catch the monster. Just a big old rope. He was like, "This should help." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Catch it with this. Brig- Brigham Young is in the namesake of BYU, uh, Brigham Young University. Oh, that's where I've heard. I was like, I've definitely heard Brigham Young before. <laughs> yeah, is in the Mormon University. <laughs> Yeah. you know what apparently a very nice opponent in football nice good for them uh arkansas played them last year in provo utah so a bunch of arkansas fans went to utah and apparently the utah fans are very welcoming and very nice oh that's so sweet <laughs> and they're 
coming they're coming here this year and everyone was like you better be nice be nice to those from be utah nice. they're very sweet <laughs> yeah it's because they're so close so. to canada they're, they're not Canadian. though they're no they're not they're close enough they're closer than us barely <laughs> they're closer than us <laughs> <laughs> um so from there the story began to dwindle and sightings became less common um and it goes back to like the majority of mentions of the um bear like monster can be found in papers written between 1968 and the 19 or 1868 and the 1890s um but a lot of the mentions are being like where'd it go what happened do we really believe that existed no <laughs> um, but I do have a couple more supposed sightings that come afterwards. So on August 24th, 1881, the Deseret, and all of this comes from the Deseret News. Mm-hmm. That That's all I got. So on August 24th, 1881, the Deseret News printed news from a correspondent who said, while on the way from Fishhaven, a number of party saw that they what they supposed was the celebrated bear leg monster it was described as a large undulating body with about 30 feet of exposed surface of a light cream color moving swiftly through at a distance of three miles from the point of the observation we saw it undulating, said it's undulating. of course it is it's always undulating <laughs> um, another sighting was reported in 1907 um in the logan republican the bear lake monster website reprinted the um account which said it was now close enough for us to see that it was some water monster then started towards us like a mad elephant um before we could move he grabbed the horse with his two front paws opened its teeth into it like a bull terrier would a mouse after tearing the horse badly he made an awful howl then was gone so this is the only thing of like it attacking it, it used its hands. <laughs> it has legs. I knew that. Well, and like every every picture I've seen of the Bear Lake monster, because you see a lot of them when you're researching Utah cryptids. Yeah. <laughs> you see that monster constantly. It to me, I was like, oh, it's one of them alligator lake monsters. Except but it's then you not. Said it undulates, and alligators have never, in my experience, undulated. <laughs> no, it has several legs. Yeah. What? <laughs> We'll get maybe, to a description here in a second. Maybe all the pictures that I've seen, I've just assumed that was its whole body, and it's actually like half of it's underwater. Maybe. Mm. I saw always, a lot like, of the plesiosaur. I saw a lot of plesiosaur-related yeah. ones. I was like, "That's not right," but thank you. Let me just bear like monster because there's one very specific image I have in my um, head. It's this one. The... Yeah, it's lost tapes. Uh, image of it and it's like a it's like a pencil like a graphite drawing and yeah it has but this one has four total legs an alligator head and a long old tail yeah i don't know that doesn't sound at all like what you've described Um, (laughs) the most recent sighting was in 2002 um where business owner brian hirsch um reported his account where he said he saw the monster on a night in june 2002 when he was anchoring his boat he said he told he saw two humps in the water then saw a serpent-like monster jump up in the air he described it as really dark slimy green skin and a deep beet red eyes 
Um, his sighting was received with skepticism um, because they're quick to point out that his recounting um, of the two year what his never mind I was copying and pasting something that I don't really care about never mind don't worry about it it was seen in two thousand two okay not here. <laughs> here is where I begin to wrap up and I realized that um, I've just been telling you sightings and I've given no cohesive description yeah what the hell is this monster. guy <laughs> um, so it is believed to be a creature with a brown colored body okay though Brian said it was green I don't know tomato eh. tomato <laughs> a brown colored body somewhat bigger in circumference than a man um, it is anywhere from 40 to 200 feet long uh huh <laughs> but I saw a lot of like 40 to 60 so we'll just say that yeah <laughs> it's head is shaped like a walrus without tusk or like an alligator's so either or okay um, and the eyes are very large and about a foot apart it has ears like bunches about the size of a pint cup. It has an unknown number of legs that are approximately 18 inches long. And it is awkward on land. It can come on land and move, but it's, it moves weird. Because it's not supposed to be. Um, but it can swim. You know like how turtles walk? That's how I imagine it. Like <laughs> water turtles, when they come on land, they're kind of like eat, 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 eat. Like dogs and yeah. booties. That. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. Um, but can swim with a serpent-like motion at the speed of at least 60 miles an hour. No one has ever described the back part of the animal since the head and forepart is all it has ever seen. The rest is always underwater. That's probably why all the pictures are wrong. <laughs> yep, we know. You know it. They're just assuming he could have a badonkadonk back there. <laughs> um... So, other than being seen, for the most part, it's not done much. Other than that one account that said it ate the horse. Yeah, that was an outlier. I don't think it should be counted. <laughs> yeah, an outlier. I don't really know what was going on there. Um, but it mostly just appears, and I was like, oh my god, a monster. As do most lake monsters. <laughs> um, nowadays, or actually, not quite nowadays... For years, I don't think it's still in operation. For years, however, one could go to the lake and ride on or get on a green serpent-shaped boat called the Bear Lake Monster. I and saw take, a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, and take around a 45-minute tour of the lake in hopes That's of it, so you know, coming out to play. Um, but also while you're on the boat, you're kind of being told the story and the history of the lake as well. Precious. Iconic. Today... Today, the legacy lives on in the annual Bear Lake Monster Winterfest. This is a three-day festival that takes place in January, or festival-goers can enjoy monster polar plunges, monster Cisco disco, monster Cisco tournament, a monster chili cook-off, um, and a monster outdoor expo, a raffle. Um, Sounds exciting, to <laughs> say the least. I'm really interested uh, in that disco. <laughs> costumes are encouraged and yes. families and groups are welcome and every participant of the polar plunge gets a prize 
I can finally take off my human suit and be the <laughs> lizard person I really am. <laughs> um, and I will end my section with the addition um, that according to the official Bear Lake website, 26, after, 26 years after he published the article, Joseph Rich admitted that it had all been a hoax. Good. You're really good at that. <laughs> and finding the ones where they like openly admit yeah i made it all up <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i only saw the hoax part of it on the bear lake website i didn't see it in, i don't think any other articles so maybe they used it as a cover-up maybe and they were like stop looking for our lake monster it's not there it's not like there. the u.s government and aliens except for apparently yeah. not <laughs> apparently not Dude, I totally thought I saw UFOs the other night. You probably did. <laughs> well, uh, did, did you identify them? I did not. I, I actually, I might have identified them now at this point. Oh well, in that case, but it was very strange. At the time, they were an unidentified flying object. It so. was like a, it was like a line of like moving lights, basically in a straight oh. line. Then after a certain point in the sky, they disappeared. Okay, weird. <laughs> Um, Jamie looked it up at one point and said that it might have been Starlink satellites that like orbit, but likely excuse. It looked like it looked like aliens. It, that was a, those were UFOs, and Jamie and Lacey saw them too. So I'm not crazy. I mean, you could all be crazy. That's always an option. <laughs> it could be mass yeah. hallucination. <laughs> it was just a line of green lights that moved, and then they disappeared. Nice. that's my story that's the bear lake monster that sure is monster that's utah all the other lake monsters (laughs) (laughs) at least that one wasn't salty (laughs) Uh, one source said that people thought that the monster might have traveled via underground water tunnel they always say that (laughs) to salt lake but salt lake is salt and Bear Lake is fresh, so I don't believe that. So they'd one. have to be like a, a, an adaptable species that can immediately adapt from salt. I don't think they fresh. are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention there was also an alternative t- story to the whale story that's like mm-hmm. very small, but more or less, it's there used to be an ocean opening from Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah. There used to be. Like I mean, it was all underground, all underwater at one point. Yeah. And then the whales got in there, and then it and got it closed. There. Yeah. And then they it, stuck in the lake. So, I did briefly look at the whales. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to do the Bear Lake Monster. Here we are. <laughs> but I did the Bear Lake Monster. Yay! Same way I didn't want to do whatever lake monster I did last week. The Goat yeah. Man. Yeah. One of the he was at least not an actual lake monster. Just near the lake. He just hung out near lakes, which is fine. Yep. I would say that the Bear Lake monster is according, at least that one telling where he attacked the horse, that's Chad behavior. Mm-hmm. It's big Chad energy. Otherwise, uh, probably just Chad. Like all oh, the I other see... Bear Lake monsters who aren't attacking horses. <laughs> I did see briefly in one article where apparently school children had voted to name it Isabel. That's precious, actually. So... <laughs> <laughs> I 
Actually, scrap what I said. It's Isabel. <laughs> Brad Chad Chatter Isabel. <laughs> and falls under Isabel. The whales? Shads. Because they're just whales. <laughs> they're just whales. But yeah. A hoax and some whales. Mm. Yep. That's Utah. That's the Utes. <laughs> I don't have much else to say on that one. Yeah. If you have something else to say about Utah, you could tell us. Uh, or any our... of like the final f- five or six states we've got. We're Holy so close. <laughs> We're so close. I'm just holding my breath until I get to research Mothman. <laughs> that might be next. I don't know. Wait. No, no, it's not. I would say at least Virginia's before that, and that would be someone's got to do Vermont the flat. Vermont and Virginia first. The flat, whatever the hell there are, monsters. We have one. Stop! Stop! Jesus. Okay. Oh yeah, Vermont seems to have a good amount of them. We have. That's because it's New England, and New England is just riddled with critters. One, two, three, four, six. We have six, six states left. That took a minute to get through. Yeah. And Vermont, I know what I'm doing Virginia. for four out of the six. At least allegedly, according to this. Though you don't Bailey, get to do... I would say Bailey told me I'm not allowed to do the Flatwoods Monster because I want to do Mothman. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to do both. That's not fair. That's valid, actually. So I have to find something else for Virginia. But it shouldn't be that hard because Virginia is... Isn't Virginia? No. Is Virginia in the Appalachians? I don't remember. Yeah. It's it's, it's close well, enough to have some creepy cryptids in there. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm sure. Vermont's going to be good. Virginia's going to be good. Washington. I don't have shit for Washington. So we'll Washington, see. we might finally do Bigfoot. True. They've got a lot of big feet. I think that is like the, the, the resting place of Bigfoot. Hmm. <laughs> West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Yep. I don't know about Wisconsin and Wyoming yet. We'll see. Wisconsin, I have one that I believe is a fearsome critter, but I don't know Ooh. if it actually is in Wisconsin or not. <laughs> so, oh, we have we have the Hodag left. Hodag isn't one of those. Isn't it? Oh. I think so. Oh, it might be. Uh, my spoiler alert for upcoming episodes, if you want to hear about the hoop snake, pretty interesting it's a snake oh, yeah, with a hoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's allegedly in wisconsin i'd have to do more research to figure out if that's actually there or not though so i might not do that <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for those yeah. and some other neat episodes that may or may not come up we'll see we'll see and you could also if you if if you have something to tell us anything really you could tell us that we're cute or something uh, <laughs> you could go to our socials. Uh, it's in our podcast. Yeah. Or you could go to our Gmail, which is also it's the... podcast. At Gmail. At Gmail.com. <laughs> our Patreon is also ATTY Podcast. Imagine that. The branding is so on point. <laughs> Addy. I love that for us. Or if you go to your nearest lake, you could scream underwater <laughs> for five seconds. Don't, don't breathe it in. Just scream out. Scream out into the water for five seconds. 
And if you scream loud enough, I'll rise from the from the waves like this. You can't see the me. birth of Aphrodite. Yeah, like that. <laughs> or the birth of Venus. Let me get that title right. Yeah. Don't she literally has it tattooed, so everyone flames her. <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, Utah sounds pretty safe. <laughs> it's it's just got the last Go get you a soda. Go get you a soda. soda and some young kids apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and Supreme Mountains. Go check out the mountains. Oh, and national parks, dude. You should go. Well, don't go. That one place we mentioned, SW Ranch, don't go there. Don't go there. You're in danger there, I think, actually. I think you're in actual danger if you go there. <laughs> Other than that, you're pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. So, have fun in Utah. Bye, guys. I've been Bailey. And I've been Danny. Bye. Have a safe trip.